And once we get that right, which is for me the most important thing, that they have, first of all, respect. The second one is commitment. The third one, passion. Those three ingredients are non-negotiable. Hello and welcome into the Non-Negotiables podcast. I'm Gavin and I'm here tonight with Justin. Just wacka wacka. Hey, hey. Can I have it scores again? Yeah, what he does. Night. Yeah, 6-0. Our second largest Champions League win ever. That's uh, quite quite something. But a fun night overall, right? On a night where we went in knowing because of PSV's kind of weird late heroics in Sevilla, we knew we had to win to get top to secure top spot and we did it. Uh, yeah, a uh, great game. A lot of fun, like you said. Um, I uh, I like the lineups. I like the score. I like the diversity in scores. I think, yeah, we didn't have a single repeat score, six different goal scores. I think it's a brilliant result. I thought we played well. We kind of um, were a little dodgy, I think, start a second half but it only took maybe 10, 15 minutes to kind of reclaim superiority. And yeah, you couldn't ask for more in the game. That's us though, right? Like that is you us. Know, th- yeah. this year we've, we've obviously struggled to make breakthroughs and stuff, but when we do get that big lead in the first half, I mean, I was sitting there thinking before the penalty, obviously you're like at 70 minutes, I think when it was still five nil, I sat there and was thinking that the easiest money in the world, when Arsenal were winning three or four nil, Five nil at half time is just to go and lump a load of money on second half draw. <laughs> it does feel like that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to to score five in the first half and only one in the second being a penalty, you know, it kind of says everything, right? Um, yeah, it, it does. What did you make of a penalty, by the way? Because I've heard a few too much. I thought it was a nailed on penalty. I think the guy's gone back. He's thrown his arm out. Um, you know, regardless of whether he, he smashes Martinelli in the face or not, which he does, but I don't think it's a foul. But I think it's definitely a handball if you throw I, your throw your arm out like that. I, I think it's a handball. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, obviously the the thing with Martinelli, you know, it 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 ruffled some feathers. But I mean, it is what it is. It's part of the game at times. Uh, yeah, I think it's a handball though and a penalty. And it, we did the funny thing still, even at five nil up, someone holding the ball by the penalty spot and then handing it off. The the commentator was getting very excited that Martin Erdegaard was about to take a penalty, and I'm I was just looking. I'm going, he's not taking that. He's no. standing there with a ball. I don't know who's taking it, but it ain't him. And then no, when I, Jorginho came up and grabbed the ball, I wasn't surprised. I knew it was Jorginho. I, I bet you every time Jorginho's on the pitch, he takes the penalty. But he's, funny enough, he's just, he missed one for Italy last week. And he, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think he's now missed, I think it was he's now missed five of his last seven penalties or something like that. Like his penalty yep. record recently is really poor. I mean, it's it a game where nothing does. I, I thought it would be Jorginho when everybody was on the pitch, but now I'm not so sure. I don't know that when it means something, Saka's actually handing that ball over. Hmm. I mean, uh, Odegaard is my preferred taker, but I know what you mean. I think yeah, Saka he's, is kind of... He, uh... he, I agree with you, and we do obviously move the penalties around a lot, but I do think when the chips are down, I do think it's Saka's job. Hmm. That that's interesting. Yeah, I um, I couldn't argue with it. Um, I I mean, I I would say that I I think uh, you know, as captain, I mean, it's probably Odegaard's final say, maybe. 
I don't know how much that actually plays yeah, into I, it. Yeah, I don't know. They seem to they seem to work it out with each other pretty pretty well though. But yeah, it's, it was just it just made me laugh when he's you know we've been doing this same thing for a year now with the holding the ball and someone coming and taking it and whoever's holding the ball isn't taking it and people are still falling for it and and I, you know I've been saying for ages well you can't keep doing it because eventually people are going to get wise to it and you know but apparently not but but then again I guess it doesn't matter because the whole point of it is that you can't jostle the penalty taker right you can't get around the taker and start doing that so yeah you know I guess it does the job regardless hey as long as uh Jesus isn't taking him you know yeah yeah exactly as long as, long as we keep Gabby <laughs> away from him um he had a fantastic game last night though didn't he did he? I yeah mean, he... I, I thought he was brilliant yeah. Yeah, that little um, that little uh, uh, shuffle uh, right leg behind the left leg, or or either or, I think it's called a lane change in FIFA, or sorry, EA Sports twenty twenty four. It's not called up down left R one triangle circle. I think a lane change. Okay, all right, we'll go with that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, he he's he's really good at it. You know, just knocking it past the other leg and 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 apparently it just defenders can't keep up with that simple move but he's done that a few times now and it's it's pretty brilliant and yeah i, I think he was uh pretty ice cold on this goal it was a, it was a fun night and I, I mean part of it was a fun night because of the way lons came to play right like you, you're not getting wolves wolves are not trying that on on saturday and i i just it's a funny one because you know one we keep saying our attack's not firing but there's a couple of reasons for it, and a couple of them were actually on full display uh, yesterday night. One is that this is the first time that front five have actually played together. So in the first 45 minutes, they've not been on the pitch for one minute before last night, those five. Really? Yeah, that is the first time they've been on the pitch together at any point. And within 45 minutes, all five of them had scored. So that was that was quite interesting. But the other wow, thing is, is that I think these teams in Europe... They just they will give you more space than we get in the Premier League because 100%. the Premier League has twelve teams that just do not want to go forward. Right, yeah. like that that is a huge part of this. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think um, I I actually I look way more forward to European ties, especially you know Champions League, obviously over Europa League, but. You know, even PSV in that uh, they were they were our first game, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Four nil, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, people were like, oh yeah, you know, I mean, and, and maybe they're right. They were idiots to, you know, attack and leave. What else are they going to do? They're yeah, PSV. Exactly. They're the champions. Yeah. They're the champion. Did they win the league or did final win the league? Final won the league. They were second, right? But whatever they've, they they play 17 teams a season that yep. they just, they just batter. So yep. what are you going to do all of a sudden for one game, change your style and play the way Wolves play? Of course you're not. Like these 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 European sides, they're in Europe because they're one of the best teams in their league. So they're used to being on the front foot against teams. Yeah. You know, whereas in the Premier League week out, week in, week out, we play teams that don't play like that. Like if Lons had come and tried to defend like Wolves, it would still have been a massacre because they can't do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have much to add to that. I mean, you're 100% right, though. I mean... It, what what they get two days to 
to to train specifically for our game after their air divisie fixture and the uh or not air divisie sorry legal fixture and the legal but you know you know what i mean it's just not going to happen um so it it does make sense and and honestly i i applaud it i mean if football is is uh entertainment first and foremost i mean i i i like to see it and i I mean, PSV had some chances against us. Uh, did they? Maybe I'm I'm misremembering, but I feel like PSV had a couple chances against us. They just couldn't convert, and we just went down the other end and slaughtered them. Well, we've uh, been very, very clinical, and I think this. It, I mean, it all plays a part in with each other, right? The fact is, the chances we're creating are better chances because we're getting more space. So, of course, we're going to be more clinical. The chances are the chances are better. You know, last night, most of those goals, the Martinelli goal was good when he cut in and fired into the far corner, and the, the Jesus yep. goal, obviously, the, the the skill to that was all beforehand. But Saka putting one in off his stomach from a yard, and and yeah. Havertz Havertz scoring after the Jesus kind of knocked down from from a yard. These are chances that they're going to tuck away constantly. They're the chances you don't get because there's not that much space in the box usually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, chances you don't get. That's a hundred percent right. And uh, but I mean, you know, we did our job and we were clinical and putting them away. I mean, that's all you can ask for. And there were a lot of good performances last night. I think Jesus got the man of the match in most places. Tommy Asu was was absolutely fantastic. I thought Gabby was excellent at the back again as well. Yep. Um, uh, Zinchenko was was superb. But I think we need to we need to have a little special save for uh, Kai Havertz because this is he scored again last night, and I think it was important. But I, I'd actually texted you and Paz before that goal and said about he he put the header just wide. And then he had the one where he crashed in at the back post and the ball would come across and Jesus had kind of half shot, half tried to control it and it just dribbled past the post. But Havertz was attacking that back post for anything cut back across. And I just think we haven't seen that from him. It's what in pre-season we thought we were going to see. And I think the more, the more it kind of went on and he wasn't playing great and people were getting on his back, I think the more that happened the less and less he was making those runs and attacking. And last night, that is the kind of habits that we need to see if he's going to make a positive contribution to this team. I think uh, the, these goals in the last two games can only be a good thing. I think his confidence was kind of starting to take a hit. Um, with, 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 you know, um, no fault to the crowd or anything, it, it does feel like the crowd wants to, to, to stand behind him. Uh, he's got a song. They they serenade him very happily when he does score. You know, I find um, myself really, really rooting for Kai Havertz, Judge. And I, I think part of it is because I think a lot of the stick has been unjustified. I, like, you know, I've said it so many times on here. He's been fine. He's not been anything spectacular. He's been absolutely fine. And I think the stick is, gets a bit too much. We also need him to be good because he plays in an important position in the team, an evolving position in the team. And I think it's misunderstood of what he is. I think he came in and people were expecting... I think a lot of people thought he was some sort of silky-skilled number 10 that creates play, and that's not what he is. Um, and I think that just makes me root for him a little bit harder. I'm I'm still warming to Kai, uh, honestly. Um, he saves donkeys. I, I... I don't, I don't, I don't dislike the guy. And, and personally, I think uh, the whole donkey thing is, is, is awesome, to be honest. Um, so no, no problem there. I think it's just, 
it did seem it, it still seems a bit of an unnecessary expense to me. Um, and to be honest, I, I'd like to see him get a run at false nine over the left eight. I just, see, I, just I don't I'll, think that's going to happen, Judge. And, and I don't, and this is, I don't this either. Is where, I, I don't think it, it's going to happen. But this I, is I, where I, I'm at with him. We we didn't know what we were getting, right? We just didn't know what we were getting. This is this player is not the player that we thought we were buying because we didn't watch him that closely at Chelsea, right? So we didn't really understand what we were getting. And I think for the first three months. I could tell you a lot of what Kai Havertz wasn't, right? I, I watched him and I could tell you that he's not a dribbler. He's not a passer. He's not a creative player. He's not a link player. I could tell you all the things he wasn't. The problem was we weren't seeing what he is. And I think over the last few games in particular, and a little bit in preseason, but more over the last couple of games, I've began to see what Kai Havertz actually is. And what I think he is, I think he's David Platt. I think he's all about end product. He's all about getting in the box and finishing. He's not going to contribute that much outside the box. He's not going to be a hugely high touch player, but he does the donkey work. He tracks back. Oh, the donkey work. See what I did there? I, I didn't even yeah. notice I'd done that. Um, but he tracks back. He gets in the middle of passing lanes. He makes a lot of fouls. He's a very, very clever player when it comes to breaking up opposition attacks. That's that's fair, yeah. Yeah, and he, he he escapes yellow cards, and that's something that uh, our old, the old guy we had playing in that position, he never used to escape a card. <laughs> so, so at least he's got that going for him, he picks up less cards. But I think now I'm kind of seeing what he is. The problem with being a player like that is if you aren't producing the end product like he wasn't, you are useless, like absolutely yeah. useless. When you are contributing like he has in the last couple of games and hopefully like he'll continue to go, to do, you're one of the most valuable players in world football. Mm, I don't know, man. That's a that's a pretty big claim. Um, I don't mean him particularly. I mean that type of player that you know the 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 goal scoring midfielder, the end product, the finisher. That is the most valuable. Goals are currency, right? That is the most valuable thing you can get is someone that scores goals. And I think he is an end product player. The problem is the first couple of months, we haven't seen the end product. Hopefully now we will see that on a regular basis. That's true. Yep. If we do start seeing Kai score on a regular basis, I think, um, you know, the, the, the perception around him will shift. I think especially if he gives us like a, you know, a, a, a second avenue towards goals with his height, uh, with the far post six front. foot four, you know. Uh, yeah, I've heard that. Yep, yeah. I've heard that. Um, I I do though. I think he could be incredibly important. Uh, one of the most important players on the squad. But I mean, we're only uh, two goals. Two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're two goals two and goals. two goals yeah. in two goals and and what only a hundred and. 105 minutes of play because I mean he didn't even start the last game so it's you know it there's no we're not proclaiming him to be uh to be a world beater yet I'm just saying that from months of not really being able to see what he is I think you are starting to see it a little bit now because these the two goals that he scored here are the goals that we were expecting in pre-season, right? This is what we yep. were hoping for. It's that getting in late at the back post, making the late runs into the box, or even the early runs into the box at times, and finishing off. That is exactly what we wanted to see. And it's a position that we've needed to fill, right? It's the one position. We've said this a million times. It's the one position in the team. You can name this whole team, and there's one gap, right? There's one gap waiting for someone to claim it. And 
hopefully this will be the start of it. Yeah, and I think especially with a striker like, um, you know, uh, Gabriel Jesus, who, you know, like no offense to him, he's he, he's he's a, a, a decent header of the ball, but just having that, that bigger presence that is going to make that far post run and uh, try to score and not just try to uh, connect. Uh, I, I think it's uh, it, it's massive for uh, diversity and attack, really. Well, it's the plan B, right? It's the, yeah. fabled, the fabled plan B. Instead of buying an Ivan Tony, you use Havertz in that way. It's a different way. With these packed defences that we're finding it so difficult to, to get through and play the way through... All of a sudden, maybe you don't need to. Maybe Saka, instead of having to beat his man, can take a little shuffle backwards and whip across in towards the back post. You know, maybe Martinelli can go on the outside instead of the inside and stand one up. It just gives you a different option when you're facing these low blocks, and we know we need the different option. Man, who was it? Was it uh, it was Tomiyasu, right? That sent that cross in far post. That yeah. was it. Odegaard, Odegaard's goal. Look, Odegaard's goal. No, Odegaard's goal came from the other side. Uh, who? Uh, man, I can't remember who it was. But that ball was brilliant. Oh, no, it, it was no. It, it did come from that side, right? It did it come was from Odegaard, that side. Right? It was Tomiyasu. It was Tomiyasu. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, perfect. I I didn't watch the highlights before we recorded today, so I'm a I'm a little fuzzy. But uh, you know, having a um, like a, a a right fullback that can hit that kind of cross. And we know Ben White can do it too. But uh, I mean, that was just a beautiful ball. And I know it wasn't Havertz that finished it, but knowing that you've got that guy like lurking on the far post and you've got players that can put balls in like that. I mean, I, I, I do. I think it's a brilliant plan B. So and this, is doesn't love a... this is an interesting thing, Just So for that goal, right, Tomiyasu went on the overlap, Saka come inside and then laid it off to him on the outside, right? Ben White yep. makes that run, I would say, roughly 28 times a game and gets the ball exactly zero times. Yeah. Is there a reason behind that? Does I, This is what I can't figure out. Is it just because the space was there yesterday because of the way they were defended and it was the right thing to do? Or is there an actual reason that Bukayo Saka seems so... Really, he'll pass backwards to Ben White, right? He comes backwards and knocks it backwards or inside to Ben White. But he doesn't ever seem to want to use Ben White on the overlap, and he did seem he does seem okay to use Tommy Asu there. Did you have you noticed that? I have, um, not like strongly, uh, but yeah, I I did notice it. Um, I think it's a little of column A, a little of column B. I think Long was giving us a lot of space, and uh, on top of that, I do think that even though I think I think Ben White is a smidge more technically. Gifted than Tomiyasu. Oh, that's even tough to say. Um, ben White just kind of seems to fling it in there, where Tomiyasu does seem to be more targeted, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess I don't know that we've really seen enough of Ben White's delivery to judge, because like I said, I just don't think he gets the ball in them situations. It was just something that occurred to me last night when he played that ball. I'm just thinking, I don't know he plays that pass if that's Ben White going down the outside, because... I just see it again and again, and he looks at Ben White on the overlap and immediately turns back and dribbles in field. And and he was using Tommy Asu last night. I don't, maybe it was just an instruction that in this game, with when everything narrows up to use the outside, and it just happened that it was Tommy Asu playing and not Ben White. Maybe maybe that's it. I feel like um, most of the time when Ben White gets across, uh, it's like a through ball to the end line. 
Do you know what I mean? Like the touchline, and yeah. Ben White just has to kind of knock it in. I yeah. feel like that's the kind of cross that Saka gives him most of the time. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be, it's obviously situational. Maybe they just start yeah, yeah. from a little bit of a different, a little bit of a different position. Maybe Ben White starts a little bit higher and it just so happens that Tommy Asu is coming, arriving later um, and having a bit more space. I don't, you know, the tendencies of players obviously affects everything else around them. And maybe yeah. that's all it is. It could just be the way Tommy Asu arrives gives him that little bit more space in front of him. And that's what Saka likes to use rather than Ben White, who starts higher and he's already yep. up there. And they, you know, they link in different ways. Saka and White do link up. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that Saka obviously hates Ben White and doesn't want to pass to him. He just doesn't seem to use, they don't use the overlap in the same way that Tommy Asu and, and Saka do. No, definitely not. Um, and, and again, I, I do think it's noticeable. I think Ben White and Saka have a, a, a good relationship though. Good, good chemistry there. It's just, uh, it did seem... Uh, like Saka used the fullback quite a bit differently last night than he normally does. I agree. Yeah. Um, the subs. So we had the double change at halftime um, yeah. with the two fullbacks coming off and being changed. Uh, Eddie came on for Jesus, which was rather predictable. Saka coming off for Reese. I think we, we knew that was coming as well. Um, we didn't get to see then Jorginho come on for, was it Odegaard? I think Jorginho came on for, but we didn't get to see... Yeah. We didn't get to see Wanieri or uh, Lewis Skelly, and I think everyone was was hoping for that. It was a little bit disappointing, wasn't it, not to see them get on? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, from a fan's perspective, I was disappointed not to see either one I of mean, them. I get why, because the players coming on, Ben White's coming back from an injury, Kivior yep. hasn't been playing enough, Jorginho yep. hasn't played the last couple of games. You know, Nketiah and, and Nelson, we need to get some... some. I mean, Nketiah has played a lot of football, actually, but I, I understand why he brought the players on. Same. He did. I just think it was a little bit disappointing not to see a couple of the younger players. Yeah, I think especially, too, uh, like, uh, with regards to, like, the 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 Rice-Jorginho, like, number six, I think it'd be a lot to... Uh, it'd be Lewis Kelly's full debut, right? Yeah. He's not... Yeah, that's what I thought. I know when Aries made an appearance, but yeah, for like two minutes. Yeah, but um, you know that that'd be asking a lot. I think of a crucial, a crucial position in Arteta's you know setup. Um, but and that's Aries... why I think games like last night really are the only chance you're going to get. Like I've seen a lot of people say, "Well, we're going to play a youth team at PSV." No, we're not. No, we're not. There's no chance. I'm telling you right now, Sack is going to play. One of Saliba or Gabriel. Will yep. play. I agree. Declan Rice is going to play. Like he's not going to be a reserve team at PSG. You can forget that right now. You might you'll see a few changes sprinkled in there. You might see, you know, you will see Kivior maybe for Gabriel. You you may see Tomiyasu and Ben White at fullbacks, you know, instead of Zinchenko. You you'll see a couple of changes, but you're not gonna see the same, you know, you're not gonna see a reserve team out there. No, yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. That just does not. I mean, maybe under Arteta, or sorry, under Arson, but not under Arteta. No, no chance. No, and it's but it is maybe the chance to. It is maybe the chance for Wanieri and Skelly if they even travel, um, and Koji Dubri as well to maybe get fifteen minutes towards the end of the game, depending on how it's going. Because I think. You know, Saka will Saka will be there. There's no doubt about it. As will Martinelli. One of them is going to start, if not both of them. Maybe that's the game where you where you bring 
Skelly and 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 Wanieri on. I'd love to see it. Um, you know, as a fan, I always love to see you know the Hale End kids get in. I think um, what what might be more realistic is maybe a rural Walters. Um, I, I I don't know. I just feel like Arteta would be more likely to try uh, like a, a a right back as opposed to somebody in that anchor six that is obviously such an important position to him. But I'd be happy to see any one of the kids get minutes at this point, and I think it's important that we you know we blood them when we have the opportunity. Yeah, and I think that's the disappointment with it, is that the opportunity was there and we didn't take it. It was quite, the subs were, and like I said, they're all understandable because these are players that are going to play a big part this season. So you have to keep them, you have to keep them ticking over. So I do, I do get it. And I do think that that was that starting 11 with maybe the exception of Ben White in for Tommy Asher, but that is our starting eleven, right? Like yeah. that is our strongest team. That is Arteta's version of our strongest team. So I, you know, I, I think that the subs, the bringing on the subs, kind of made, kind of did make sense. Yeah, I mean, I think we people have been asking for for depth and and you know quality and depth for a long time, and I think we actually do have that now. And when you have that, you know, you, you don't really have the room to play some of these kids. So, it, it, yeah, it, it does make sense to me. Uh, Jorginho was going to need to run out. I mean, El Nenny's probably going to need to run out at some point here pretty soon. Like you mentioned, Ben White coming back from injury. Uh, Reese Nelson hasn't played in a long time, uh, to my memory. No, no, he's not even been getting. He's not even been getting off the getting off the bench. You know, and, and pretty soon we're going to be adding. Emil Smith Rowe to the players coming back needing some minutes. Um, Thomas Partey is going to need to get two games in before he gets injured for three months again. So there's, you know, there's going to be there's going to be t- players that we've we've got to fit in there. The squad is actually pretty big. Um, it is, yeah, and pretty pretty quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, you know, I get the people who say, "Well, we need it. We need a better backup forward." I, I think the obsession with our backup forward is is reaching kind of pandemic levels um we we've we've got to upgrade eddie no we don't we just need jesus to stay fit like, like chill out with the we chill out with the we need to spend 100 million on a backup like like that's not going to happen so i you know i just i think with the quality of squad and the size we've got it's it's harder for these young players to break through and people there's been a lot of talk about arteta doesn't bring youth players through and by the way that is true but it's also very hard to break into this squad it was not as hard to break into the team that was eighth and was starting Mustafi and David Luiz at centre-back and had the ghost of Hector Bellerin at right-back and Guendouzi in midfield with Danny Ceballos. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's easier for these young players to get games when those are the sort of players. And we had no depth behind them either. It's not like we had we had a huge squad and we didn't want to play any of them. So it's a lot easier for these players to break through. I mean, there is a... There is an argument that if if Bukayo Saka 2.0 was coming through Halen now, he may not get a game. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, look at mm-hmm. Pep and in, in, in City. And they have a little bit of a buffer to play some of these kids. And I can still only really think of Cole Palmer, who's now at Chelsea, and Rico yeah. Lewis. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Am Phil, I forgetting um, Phil, Phil Foden, Phil who he, yeah, that, who he doesn't even really like playing. Like he'll but, play Phil Foden one, like two games, and then drop him for six games. Yeah, exactly. Yep. 
and there's there's a lot of fan complaint about that. And you know, it, I mean, but you've got to be of such a high level to break into these teams and stay there. It's so rare to get these players. I do. I, I, the only thing I will say is that the the argument, and you've made this argument before. There's more than one use for your youth team, right? It's not just to supply players for your team. It's to supply players that you can then sell on to someone else for their first team and bring in the funds to improve in the areas that you want to improve on. And I do think that that is an area where we fall a little bit short because I do think these some of these players need to get these worthless 10 minutes at the end of games. You come on, someone gets a couple... I mean, look at... Ian Acho is a terrible player, but... He came on for Man City before Man City were, you know, breaking all these rules. Well, actually, probably around about the same time. But he come on, yeah. scored a few goals at the end of games, and all of a sudden, Man City got 10 times what he was worth because yeah. those 10 minutes at the end of games was getting inflated. Yeah. We we really, we have an opportunity to bring some players through and do that with. I mean, even, even Balogun, we got lucky that Balogun hit while he was out on loan because had Balogun not gone out on loan, he would never have. We would never have got that sort of money from him if he'd have been at no. Arsenal for that year rather than being on loan. No, five million probably. If yeah, if, yeah, if, if, that, if that, if that, yeah. I mean, look, look at Chelsea. I mean, they can spend a billion in. Uh, I, I don't want to be incorrect. It was two or three transfer windows, and the only reason they're still okay with FFP is because they get that hundred percent profit from a lot of those youth academy players. Yeah, I mean. You know, I mean, they're 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 still a well-run club. I hate to say it, but uh, they've you know, is it is it Cobham? Yeah, Cobham. Yeah, their training ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah and- Cobham. But I, I don't know. I don't know that they are. I think we're going to have to wait and see in a couple of years' time what their financials look like. I mean, you're right for SFP yeah, purposes yeah. that the you know the sales of people like Mason Mount definitely it's keeping them afloat right now. Yeah, though he's yeah. definitely skirting around the FFP. Yeah. Um, restrictions for right now. I don't know how well run it is. I don't know that it's sustainable to keep doing what they're doing. But I do take your point. And that, but that's always been the case for for Chelsea. They, they buy a lot of players. They especially buy a lot of young players. They loan them out. Some of them hit and they get turned profits on. Some of them don't, and they just loan them out until they're twenty eight. I mean, every 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 season, three players leave Chelsea. You go, oh my god, he's still there. Lucas Piazon. Yeah, look, he, that Kennedy, <laughs> that the winger Kennedy. There's a there was a there was a Dutch guy they had who was like 27 by the time he left, and he hadn't played a game. He was a defensive midfielder. Um, huh. I think they got him from Vitesse. I can't remember his name now, but he'd he'd been huh. there for years, and he was just he. I didn't even realize he was still there, and they released him. That's and crazy. I'm like, that dude's 26. It's crazy. Yeah. He at least, I hope he was paid well, at least. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he, I'm sure he wasn't on the breadline, but yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a crazy scenario. But yeah, no, that was the only thing was just, you know, the only negative of the night, if there was a negative, was just that we, you know, we didn't get to see the younger players. But I wasn't expecting it, so I wasn't really surprised. I know what I would have liked to have seen happen, but I never thought it was actually going to happen. Yeah, I feel that exact same way. I never expected it, but it would have been it would have been a cherry a cherry on top if you yeah will. for sure. But it was yeah. a, it was a great night. Um, we did exactly what we needed to do. Incredibly professional performance, especially in that second half when the game was basically over. We played within ourselves. I think for most of the night, we didn't exert too much. Knowing we got a game on a Premier League game on Saturday, and then again on Tuesday. So overall, I mean, a ten out of ten night, right? Yeah, I would say so. And now we're also uh we're locked for top of the group. Yep. 
So, you know, I mean, you couldn't ask for more. Uh, we've got a dead rubber now to rest some players in the sixth game, which, you know, we kind of already discussed, but hopefully some people get a rest. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you, again, you, you couldn't really ask for more. Right. No, and we, you know, we avoid the top place teams in the groups, and that's important. Yep. You don't want Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich. You don't want them at this point. If you don't have to, let's get through another round. Let maybe let a couple of couple of other clubs deal with deal with that. It looks like there's going to be it, the, the second place teams don't look that scary. I mean, I know there's a chance that it could be Atletico Madrid. There's a chance it could be Napoli. Um, who were the other big ones? But I mean, in the main, the second place teams, I'm not really, I'm not really scared of any of them. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Obviously, you get someone like Galatasaray, someone like that. it's not or Shakhtar, it's not going to be easy. Yeah, but they're games that we're going to be favoured in. Yeah, no, 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 I, I agree. Even though I do have some PTSD from that uh, that Monaco tie a few years ago. Um... Yeah, none of these things look. These things are rarely end up straightforward, right? Like you yeah. can't. Football ain't played on paper, so you can't look at it go with favourites so we're through. But given the choice, I would rather play FC Copenhagen than Bayern Munich. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, I did want to ask you. I don't know if you. I know we're almost out of time. Uh, did you catch the highlights of the Madrid game? You see that Bellingham goal. No, he, he scored oh. again. He's he's like breaking all sorts of records, it's, right? Isn't he like 18 goals already or something for them? I, I believe it's 15 goals, four assists in 16 games. Yeah, that's that's nuts. No, I haven't. I will I will check it out, though. I haven't seen any of the highlights from midweek, actually. I did catch uh, the last five minutes of the Mad Man United game that was just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh, it's, it's not a brilliant goal or anything, uh, per se, but it's just a beautiful chip and like he beats his defender and just heads it in. You don't yeah. really see that very often anymore, you know, because yeah, but he's, it was uh, yeah, he's, he's a tremendous footballer. Yeah, okay, mate. All right. Well, I just want to do a quick wrap up, really. Um, so we will be back with you. Just, um good luck with a move, by the way, over the weekend. And uh, we'll be back next week when you will be in a completely different time zone. Sounds good, mate.